Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of Songwriter Theory, and today we are going to talk about what writing a song really looks like. We're going to really dive in and talk about the nitty gritty, the stuff that a lot of channels out there, a lot of podcasts out there won't tell you about, because sometimes I feel like the average perspective on songwriting is a little overly ideal. So if you're a new songwriter, you might think, why is this so hard? And I want to give you a realistic look on just how messy the process can be, no matter how many different systems and formulas you can come up with in order to sort of systematize songwriting. Because believe me, I am a system writer at heart. If I could come up with a perfect system to write uh, songs quickly and amazingly every time, I absolutely would. But the reality is it just isn't that clean. Some songs will take you years to be able to finish sometimes. Sometimes a song will fall together in 30 minutes. The way songs start, the way songs finish, it's just, it's always a different experience. So I wanted to take some time to give you a realistic view of what it actually looks like. If you're considering starting a songwriter or if you're a new songwriter, hopefully this will calm your heart that you are not alone. Yes, it is a messy process and you'll get a little insight into different ways that I think about writing songs and different ways that I've written songs over the past 15 plus years. So the first thing is that every song starts with an idea. Really obvious, right? Like Everything basically starts with an idea, but these ideas can be in so many different forms. So sometimes the song inception point for me will literally be thinking of a symbol, right? So a symbol meaning like something symbolic, something that I find very interesting as a symbol and want to explore further. So an example of that is I wrote a song called Whispers of Angels that's built off of that symbol, the symbol of a whispering angel. And the symbol I had in my head, if you've ever seen Doctor Who, is actually sort of a weeping angel. So it's this concept of an evil angel, not a good one. Um, And that concept, for whatever reason, inspired me. And then I wrote a song off of it. So that's sometimes how it starts. It also sometimes starts with like a concept or a theme. So for example, after I finished BoJack Horseman, the penultimate el- the penultimate episode, which is the second to last episode, is called The View from Halfway Down. And there was just a tragic, beautiful poem in there called The View from Halfway Down. That's really compelling, by the way. BoJack Horseman, incredible show. Some inappropriate stuff for sure, but... Uh, if you can stomach that, it's it's a masterful, artistic, amazing show that has a good take on, um, I don't know, a very realistic, gritty take on depression and things like that. So I recommend, if you're okay with some of the uh, questionable stuff in there. But, um, so the view from halfway down, and I started writing a song off of that concept. Will I finish it? I don't know. It's, it was fairly recent that that happened. The season just came out a few months ago, so I have not finished the song, and the song kind of keeps evolving on me. But that was sort of the inception of a song, was watching a TV show and getting the idea from the title of that episode and then the poem within the episode. Sometimes it's a lyric, right? I'll think of like a single line that I find compelling. So it was almost a quote or a phrase, right, that, that intrigues me. So I'll write that down. 
And a lot of times it's a musical idea, right? I'll just be sitting at the keyboard or piano or guitar improvising and I'll come up with this little interesting melody that I find very compelling or maybe a chord progression that I find compelling. So ideas can come from all different places, from musical ideas to more lyrical ideas, right? Because symbols and actual lines and concepts, those are all a little bit more on the lyrical side. Um, and then sometimes an idea can be a little more vague, right? Like, oh, I have this idea of a song that, you know, has only one chord progression, one part that just repeats. And what keeps the song interesting is not the change from verses to choruses or anything like that, but it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it gets smaller, and then it gets bigger again, or something like that, right? So even that is an idea, like an experiment to try, um, and then you sort of figure out, okay, well, what's a story I could tell that fits that, right? That fits the idea of there might not be a chorus. There's just this sort of build, 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 break idea. Um, and so after you have your idea, that second step, for me at least, is always preparing. So I spend some time dwelling on the idea. And this, honestly, well, first, first let me clarify something. For the idea thing, there from everywhere, right? So we already covered that. They're from all different places. And sometimes they'll come at a rapid rate, right? You might have a night, a single night, where you just get like five great ideas, five ideas that are just baller. But then you might have weeks on end with seemingly no new original idea that you like, right? Sometimes you'll even like sit on your couch doing nothing. No distractions, you don't have your phone out, you're just trying to think of ideas and nothing will come. It just happens. You're not crazy, there's nothing wrong with that, it's just how it goes. The muse sometimes comes when you earn it, the muse sometimes doesn't come when you earn it, and, you know, and that works in your favor sometimes, right? Sometimes the muse comes and you're inspired even when you weren't even working for it, but on the other hand, like sometimes you're working for it and the muse doesn't come. Unfortunately, we can't totally control the muse, even though you can certainly control it a little bit better if you keep doing the right things, uh, the muse will visit more often. But, um, so the idea part is not always pretty, right? Like you would think that you can just have infinite ideas all the time, and that's just simply not true. Although ideas definitely are very often the easiest part. So from here, it's gonna get even more haphazard and ugly at times. So the second stage is preparing. So this is when you're spending some time dwelling on it, right? So with that Whispers of Angels example, right? I thought to myself, okay, Whispers of Angels, that's a compelling image, but what does it mean, right? Like what, what, what is this about? I knew I wanted it to be like a dark angel and I knew I loved it for like a song title and a, and a, and a it was for me a compelling image. I thought it was a very interesting image, um, but I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it was about yet. So I had to like think about it, right? And eventually it just happened to coincide with a breakup. And in that breakup, I, I, I actually blamed somebody that was not the female. So it, so it sort of was this interesting position where I saw it as, cause usually in a breakup song, right? Like the villain is the person who did the breaking up with and you're the good guy or reverse. You're admitting I'm the villain and I'm glad I got rid of you, right? That's what a lot of breakup songs are. But in this case, it was an interesting 
case where I saw the person who broke up with me as sort of an innocent bystander and the real villains were her mother, sister, and best friend. Three people that I thought, of all people who in theory you would just assume have the best intentions, right? Like I would assume your mother, sister, and and best friend would not have ulterior motives, right? And I thought that in that case, they didn't. So Whispers of Angels evolved into the concept of, wait a second, okay, so angels, right? Similarly with angels, you probably assume good, right? Like angels are usually good. If they're bad, you would refer to them as demons normally, even though we have dark angels or whatever. So the whole song is about questioning, you know, these whispers of angels, these angels whispers that drew you away. And in the song, I use the symbol of a little girl for the person who broke up with me because to convey the innocence or whatever. So I realized that that was sort of the story of the whispers of angels concept is these angels that are, that are, you know, whispering or telling someone what to do. And you're assuming that they are telling you good things and the right thing because they're angels. And I am calling that into question, if you will. And that's what that became. So preparing is another thing that can just take a long time, right? You can have a symbol that you really love and you don't know what it means. Or you can have a line that just is really compelling to you, but you don't really know where it fits in the story or the narrative of a total song, right? Like it's almost like an inspirational quote or a, a sort of foreboding quote, right? But you don't know like, well, where does this fit? Is this a foreboding quote about like the this man at sea who's facing a storm, right? Or is it a foreboding quote about the inevitability of a breakup that's coming, right? Like there's so many different ways that you can take some of these ideas. So questions that you can ask yourself here are like, what does it mean to me? What are the different directions that can go? Uh, what are some images or music that sort of inspire me to the same feelings? And this process can take a long time, right? And the, re the reality is usually you're going to generate ideas much more quickly than you're going to figure out where this idea should go. And it can take a long time. And even if you're actively working at it, which... By the way, actively working at it at this stage is, is for the most part, sitting there and thinking about it, right? You're just thinking about the image over and over. What does it mean? And then you, you brainstorm a little bit. So, so you think, okay, well, this is a song about, you know, it's, it, it's a sad image. Okay, well, it's sad. What is it sad about? Is it sad because, you know, you're moving on with your life and you're moving past high school and you're sad about it because high school was the time of your life or something? Or are you sad because somebody broke up with you? Or are you sad because a relative died? Or are you sad because you've seen the darkness within yourself and you're highly disappointed in how not great of a person you are, even though you thought you were awesome, right? Like there's so many different ways to take whatever your original idea was. And this can take a long time. And sometimes you won't even like what you end up coming up with. And, you know, the idea might end up getting thrown away. The reality is at every stage of this process, there are more and more, you know, ideas that get sort of thrown out the window. Like, nope, that's not working. And I do recommend you keep a sheet of all your ideas and you don't throw the ideas away because just because you can't write a great song off of it today doesn't mean you can't in three years, right? Um, but that next stage in the process for me is is usually improvisation, right? So 
Whether I'm starting with lyrics first or music first, full disclosure, I used to be very lyrics first. I've now evolved into being a little more music first, um, just because I find it easier to match lyrics to music. And the reason I was originally lyrics first was I thought in order to have great lyrics, which is extremely important to me, I really had to start with lyrics. Because sort of the image I had in my brain is, you know, there are so many people out there that are music first who don't even care about lyrics. What I learned is that just as, you know, obviously if you do music first and you do lyrics second, the overwhelming majority of people who don't care about lyrics are going to do lyrics second. But that doesn't mean that doing lyrics second means you don't care about lyrics, right? So you can still make great lyrics with the music first. It's just a lot easier to fit lyrics to to music and like, you know, for beats, right? So if you have a melody already, right, you might know that, okay, this measure has seven notes in the melody. So now you can fit the words to that. That's a lot easier than taking words and figuring out, okay, I need a melody that, you know, has eight different beats and this note should go up and stuff. So eventually I found it easier to do music first. But Regardless of that, at some point, musically, to really start this songwriting journey from like idea and concept to a song, it usually is going to start with some form of improvisation. Um, Certainly, you can get a writing program or even write in notes and just like write a melody that looks interesting and try it. But for the most part, the most effective, efficient way to write music is with improvisation. So if, so for example, a lot of times I'll just sit at the keyboard and improvise. I'll pick a key. I'll be like, okay, key of E today, E major. And I'll improvise in the key of E. I'll try different chord progressions, different melodies. And then at some point, hopefully on a successful day, I'll find at least one little piece of a melody that I really like. Pro tip here, try to record any ideas that you like. So improvise, improvise. And if you find something that you're like, oh, that could go somewhere, right? Record that, repeat it over and over. So it kind of gets in your head and get a recording of it, even if it's just with your phone. So you can always refer back to it because reality is the next day, you're probably not going to remember it unless you recorded it. Um, So I'll just sit at a piano and because that's usually my songwriting instrument of choice. I do this with a guitar as well, and you can do this with whatever instrument you want, but I'll just improvise. And sometimes I'll improvise for like an hour and I will get nothing, just nothing. You know, I'll, I'll, I will have played for an hour and it sounded decent, but there was nothing truly special and interesting that I attached to that I thought, oh, that should become a song. Um, I'll even, you know, I'll change keys, I'll change playing styles, right? So if I usually in improv, I tend to do arpeggios with my left hand, I might change it up and do single notes, I might try to do chords. Um, But, you know, a lot of times, you'll improvise for a while and come away with very little. Usually, even with like an hour of improvisation, it's very rare that I get much more than like a single melody that I really like, or a single piano riff. So when I say piano riff, I'm talking about it's usually going to be in the verse or like the intro of the song. And it's just like, you know, like a guitar riff, right? Like a memorable piano part that is clearly distinct from the actual melody of the song. So it's usually going to be a little more melodic than, you know, you're not just doing chords, right? Chords is usually not that that memorable. It's just, you know, blocks of chords. 
okay, whatever. Um, so it's pretty rare that in an hour of improvisation, I'd come away with any more than just one of those things, which is one tiny part of a song, right? So a piano riff might make up the riff that I play for the intro and then all of the verses, right? But that still doesn't, that doesn't have any part of the melody for the verses. And it certainly isn't the rest of the arranged instruments, but even ignoring arranging, right? If we're just assuming the basis of a song, the very basics of a song, melody still isn't there, lyric still isn't there. For the chorus, nothing's there, right? Like we don't have chords and we don't have the piano part and we don't have the melody and we don't have the lyrics, right? So, and that's an hour of work. And that's usually the best case scenario. It's pretty rare that I improvise for an hour and end up getting like a whole song's worth of music out of it. It happens sometimes, but it's 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 pretty rare, right? Um, and that just is the reality, right? Like, I don't know what to tell you outside of you need to learn to be able to be really happy with small progress. Because if, if it helps, think of it like this. The average successful artist that you like and listen to probably has like a 12-song album every two to three years. Right? A lot of them have like 10 song albums every three years, but let's assume best case scenario, right? 12 song album every two years, which is pretty aggressive for these days. That's six songs a year, right? Six songs a year. That's one song every two months. So if you think about it that way, even getting a single verse done is huge, right? Because a verse, you let's assume a basic song construct, right? Which is verse one, chorus, verse two, chorus, which is the same as the first chorus, bridge chorus. So you basically have verse one, verse two, chorus, and bridge. You have four different lyrics that are different, right? So just getting one verse done is one quarter of your average song, lyrically. So you have to really learn to celebrate small victories, right? It's The reality is that if you're writing a book, you probably can crank out 30 pages of writing if you write for, you know, eight hours that day. Now, granted, those are going to need to go through a lot of editing and they're not going to be great, but you can write a ton. And with songwriting, though, it usually doesn't quite work out that way. So you really need to learn to celebrate the little victories like improvising for an hour and getting nothing or getting just a little bit of a a piano riff that you like or a guitar riff that you like or maybe a little part of a melody that you're like okay i can work with that it's not there yet but i can work with that i can work off of that to create something that i actually really like and, and here's the next stage especially on the lyrical side this applies writing 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 so much writing and the big struggle here, to me at least, is you need to get over, and I still have it. I still struggle with it, okay? Full transparency. So I totally get it if you do. No judgment here, believe me. Um, you have to get comfortable writing down garbage. Nobody's going to see your first draft. And I feel like, because I've seen it in a lot of other songwriters who come to me and say, hey, how, what, do you th what do you think of this? When it's sort of a preliminary version of a song. And it's that p people seem to think, for whatever reason, 
Maybe because it's the way that they wrote poems as well. Maybe we were trained to write poems that way in school. Honestly, I don't remember. But while people are comfortable writing drafts of papers, right? And even that we try to skip over, right? Um, but with a draft of a paper, if it's a three-page paper, you write three pages for the draft and then you edit it until it's a decent three-page paper, right? That's usually how it works. But with songwriting, usually you're writing pages and pages and pages of lyrics for it to eventually be one page of lyrics. So you actually have to write a lot more than what the song ends up being, because usually what it looks like is you write a, a verse, you write another verse, you write another verse, you write another verse, and all of them are crappy. You just have to be comfortable writing garbage because you're writing, you're writing, you're writing, and there's just a bunch of junk, right? Because the reality is that even if you are a wordsmith, it's pretty hard to come up with, say, four lines in a row of just very beautiful, compelling, interesting lyrics just off the top of your head, right? Like that seems crazy that you would even expect that. One second, I need a drink. Oof, my voice is leaving me. Um, so you just need to get comfortable with writing garbage. And the other thing is, again, unlike a paper, usually when you write a paper, right, you're writing about the same size as what the final paper will be, and you're not doing much writing that's getting totally removed from the final, right? Like you might write something in a inefficient, crappy way that you rework into being written nicely. But for the most part, you're not like removing whole paragraphs here and there and, you know, making your paper a lot shorter. That's usually not how you do your writing. At least that's not how I did it. And any of my friends that I ever knew, certainly not how they did it. But when it comes to songwriting, you have to be comfortable with writing down a path and being like, nope, just kidding. That didn't work. Right. So for example, I have a song right now that I'm working on and it's held up my EP for at least half a year at this point, because I just cannot get the verses right. I still don't even know what I'm doing with the verses. I have multiple choruses, Cor choruses. I don't know how to say that plural. Um, I have different choruses. There we go. Choruses. So the lyrics actually change for different choruses as the story progresses, but I don't actually know what I'm doing in the verses. You know, I was thinking about, because there's so many ways to take it. The song is called Bus Stop, and it's about a man dealing with Alzheimer's, and the story of the song is basically um, him looking forward to being able to see people and re remember their names again in the next life is, is very watered down, but that's sort of the story of the song is, is that until he eventually does pass away at the end, it's implied he passes away at the end. Um, but I don't really know what the verses are. Are the verses him talking to someone, telling a younger man about the seasons of life, right? So, and then, you know, is it seasons? Will I use seasons? Like, do we want to have a thing where like, he is, you know, we go through his whole life sort of like he's in um, spring while well, somebody else is just being born or whatever, or he's in summer while well, somebody's in spring and then he's in fall and that person's in summer and then he's in winter now and that person's, 
in um, fall, right? So he's about to go. It's Is that how I want to tell the story? Or do I want it to be him just talking about the memories he does remember? Like, like what is the story of the verses? What is the job of the verses in this song? And I have not been able to figure out something that I like. So I, I'll, I'll write with the seasons in mind. And then I'm like, eh, nope, not working. And then... You know, I've, I've, I've gone down several different paths, uh, some involving him talking to somebody that I assumed to be his grandson, but he doesn't know it's his grandson because he has Alzheimer's, but his grandson obviously knows who he is. And then I've written in a direction where he does know who he's talking to, and it's just, uh, you know, a, a worker at the nursing home that he's at, right? So I've written in all these different directions, and a lot of them are going to end up hitting the cutting room floor, right? Like I'm, I, I have to choose one and I don't even think I've discovered that one yet, frankly. And I have tons of different verses written that are just not going to make the final cut. And again, it's been months, it's been months and I just can't figure out how to get it to work. And that's just the sad reality of songwriting sometimes is you just can't quite figure out how to get it right. Um, and it can be a struggle. And it's easy for imposter syndrome to sneak in and for you to start thinking, oh, I'm a terrible songwriter. I'm not even good at this. Why can't I even come up with what the story of this song is? And and the reality is you're not garbage for that. You're just normal, right? Some songs are going to come together once in a while in like an hour, right? I've, I've had that experience where like a song, just the idea to final product, sitting at a piano playing a song was like an hour and it was amazing. And it was this out of body experience almost. And then I've had a song on the opposite end of the spectrum. I wrote the chorus about eight years before I finally finished the song. And when I wrote the chorus of that song, I was like a senior in high school and by time I had the inspiration to figure out what the verses should say, it was months before my wedding, right? So, and, and this just in, I, I got married like seven years after my senior year of high school. So long time, right? And that was finally, I figured out, oh, this is the story. The story of this song needs to be a groom talking to his bride on, on their, uh, like during their wedding basically. So it took that long to finally be like, oh, this is the direction the lyrics need to go. So sometimes it's going to look like that. And so if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know that I'm a firm believer in writing many different songs at once. Never just be working on one song or almost never. Uh, there's maybe some scenarios, but for the most part, don't do that because otherwise, you know, you being stuck on a single song for eight years is a big problem if you're not also working on other songs. But, you know, if you start a song and you don't finish it until 10 years later, but you start and finish 50 songs in between those two, then it doesn't matter, right? Like, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter. It might be slightly frustrating to you at times, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. No big deal. Because you still wrote songs. It's not like you wrote no songs because you were stuck on one song. Um, but, you know, it can look like that sometimes. And then from there, there is so much lyric editing to do. So even once you have all of these lyrics and you figure out what direction you want to go, right? So a bunch of them hit the cutting room floor and now you have your story with your verses and choruses. But 
it's still your first draft version of the lyrics. So the lyrics still aren't very good and poetic, right? So you need to sort of work them and pick better words, right? More precise words, more, more accurate words, words that are more emotive, right? Like, like holding is kind of a eh, word, whereas clinging is a very vibrant word, right? It has a lot of meaning in clinging. Holding can mean a lot of things. You know, it just means you're, you have something, really. Whereas clinging shows this, like, you're really trying to hold on, even though it's not easy, right? Holding, you know, me holding this mug is, is easy. It's, you know, like, I'm just holding it, whatever. Versus clinging, if I was clinging to this mug, right? The mug's trying to, so sorry if you're on a podcast, if you're listening via podcast. But those of you on video are seeing what I'm talking about. Uh, but if, if I'm clinging to this, right, it's because it's like, you know, somebody's using the force and trying to pull this away from me. So I'm clinging to it. I'm trying to hold on to it, right? So it has that implication, right? It's more vibrant of a word. So so it implies what this is trying to do, right? It's trying to escape me. It's trying to move away from me. And it's implying that I care, right? Because I'm not just letting it go. I'm clinging to it. So different things like that can, t- can take time. Now, I highly recommend thesaurus.com for that. Um, but we're not going to dive too much deeper into lyrics because I could honestly talk about lyrics for like five hours alone. There's just so much that goes into it. But if you are curious about it, I will have the link in the description below. It is a brand new free guide that I have. It's called the Six Step Lyric Writing Checklist. It gives you a checklist that you can print out with these six steps to writing an absolutely killer lyric. Um, and then I have a whole write-up breaking down all of these steps, how to do them, you know, what the reasoning is behind them so that you can just really learn sort of a, a great, I hate to call it a formula, but it's almost, you know, a checklist formula kind of thing to work through, to make sure you go from that horrible stage of like, oh, I have a bunch of lyrics, but they're crappy. And I like, what am I doing here? And I can't write a lyric. I suck. I'm the worst and help you get past that and, and write an absolutely killer lyric it's how I've learned to do it, and it helps me to be able to crank out lyric after lyric that I'm really proud of. I know it will help you. Super excited about it. Link in the description below um, if you want to pick that up because we don't have time to go through everything lyrics. Um, so check that out. Also, if you are watching on YouTube via video, if you're enjoying this content, take this time, drop a like. Subscribe, click the little notification bell because I'm going to be dropping these every single week. I've been podcasting every week for well over a year now. I'm just now starting to actually make videos out of them. Um, And I'll probably do videos outside of podcasts as well. Um, But without further ado, let's keep going. So that next step is another tricky one, right? So Let's take a step back for a second. The reality of what your songwriter's like environment looks like at this point should be the following. You have this list of ideas that are not fleshed out somewhere. You have other documents where you have ideas that are starting to be fleshed out, but they're not really anywhere yet. And then you have other concepts that you start to have lyrics for, but you have a bunch of kind of crappy lyrics, right? And and you don't really know where you're going, or in my case, right, like you've started to write a verse, but, or you have several different versions of verses and you don't like any of them. And you're like, oh, well, I got to keep going, right? Until I find something I like. 
And similarly, you're going to have a bunch of recordings on your phone of little riffs you like, or maybe you have a whole set of music, right? Like you have a chorus with the with the chords and the melody, and then you have verses, or you're just going to have, you know, a part of a song, right? Like you have a verse, but you don't have a chorus to go with it. Or you have a chorus um, with or without lyrics, right? Like there's infinite amount of ways that your song can look at this point. Whether it's a full chorus, right, with lyrics, melody, and chords, and then nothing else, no verse lyrics, no verse music, no verse melody, nothing, right? Or, you know, just anywhere in this giant spectrum, which can be frustrating. So the reality of how it looks from here is sometimes you're going to have a more developed lyrical concept or thematic concept that you will explicitly try to write music for, right? So you'll be looking at, okay, Whispers of Angels. What music goes with Whispers of Angels, right? So that's one part. And sometimes that will work. Sometimes it won't. Sometimes you're just improvising, minding your own business, and you come up with some new musical concept that you really like. So now you might think, oh, another you know, strand of a song out there. But wait, maybe that thing you just improvised actually fits with this lyric or a, a you know, a, a thematic concept you already are working on, right? So sometimes you'll just develop music and lyrics completely independent, but they'll actually work very well together, right? So it doesn't always look like I have a lyric, let me or a song concept, let me develop music for it, or I have music, let me develop a lyric for it. Sometimes it's, I have a bunch of thematic concepts out there. I have a bunch of partial lyrics out there. I have a bunch of images out there that I want to use, right? And I have a bunch of random piano riffs out there that I want to use. And I have a bunch of, you know, random chord progressions that I have out there that I want to use. Stuff like that. Sometimes you got to investigate those things and see, well, you know, these two orphans, right? This orphan song lyric concept and orphaned piano riff or guitar riff or bass line or whatever. Maybe those two aren't orphans after all. You know, they like they 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 work well together. So you have to be looking for that, which again, there's no clean way to do this, right? The reality is sometimes you got to take some time and go through some of the stuff you've written and be like, okay, I know I've written, you know, seven more lyrical ideas in the past couple weeks. And I know I've developed this lyric further. And, you know, I wrote this piano riff six months ago and forgot about it until I went through the recordings on my phone. Does it match with anything that I've written in the past six months, right? Like maybe I just happened to write something that where it's a decent match, right? And you may, you may have to rework something, right? You may have, to, if you have a melody already and a, it doesn't quite fit the lyric, but it's really close and the emotion of it is perfect for the lyric, you might have to tweak it a little bit, right? Maybe it has, the melody has a little bit too much going on and you need to take away a note or two and then hold some notes for longer, or it accentuates the wrong syllable. So you got to change the words a little bit, right? You need to change from a two-syllable word to a one-syllable word in order to sort of fit everything well together. And honestly, a lot of songwriting 
comes down to that sort of thing where you're you're mixing and matching right because you have all these different little pieces of songs out there and a skill you need to learn as a songwriter is putting them together right because a common um thing that a new songwriter has a common problem a new songwriter has is they have all these little ideas right and they have this little melody over here and they have this little you know, riff over there and they have a little bass line over there and they don't know what to do with that, right? Because they're like, okay, do I need to like go to that bass line and then figure out the rest of the song around it explicitly? You know, and, and they can't do anything, right? Because it's just, an, it's an open, it's open air, right? Like here's a bass line, do something with it. But if you take a bass line and match it with a, a lyrical concept that you think it fits, now all of a sudden you have something to inform the rest of your musical decision. So it's a step forward. And a lot of songwriting is going to look like that. And there's a lot of waiting, right? So in case you haven't picked up on it, right? I, I, I talked in the example, right? I talked about a piano riff that you recorded on your phone six months ago that you have now still done nothing with. So there is a lot of patience that's required. There's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of, you know, just keep working, keep coming up with concepts, keep developing concepts, both lyrically and musically. And, you know, eventually something's going to hit, right? Eventually you're going to, you're going to write the right piano part or the right melody to go with a lyric you've been developing. Eventually you're going to come up with a lyrical concept that fits the tone of the music that you've written, and it just requires patience sometimes. And sometimes, yes, you do need to put the work in of like sort of not forcing things to work, but but really trying to put things together and really trying to d develop a song from the ground up a little bit more. But sometimes you're going to get a little lucky and two parts will match well together. And, you know, you went from two little parts off orphaned somewhere to like, oh, wow, now I'm, you know, 80% of the way to a finished song. How exciting is that? Answer is very. And, you know, eventually you have that song, right? Now, I mentioned this a lot in the six-step lyric writing checklist. It's actually the final stage, but at the end, you got to do a little bit of sort of cleanup right so this is where your lyric and your and like you have because a song is basically three parts right at the end of the day a song is three parts it is your lyrics your melody and your chords when you copyright a song that's what you're copywriting right not the arrangement not the your those are the three things right so for example if a band does a cover of a nut like when disturbed did a cover of simon and garfunkel's sound of silence the song is the same Right. The recording of the song, the arrangement of the song is very different, but the song is the same. Right. It's an, it, it wasn't a good song before and a bad song after or a good song after and a bad song. Right. The song, the quality of the song was the same before and after because it's the exact same. The chord progression is the same. The lyrics are the same and the melody is the same. Same song. So. Sometimes you're going to have what seems like a finished song. But you're going to look at that lyric or you're going to look at that chord progression or the or, or some some of the piano riff or some of the guitar riff or something. And you're going to be like, ah, it's good, but it's not quite there. And you're going to need to do a little bit of tweaking. Um, your friend here is my is 
one of my favorite tools is iterative lyric writing, but also lyric polishing, which is just, you know, if you find a word that you're like, ah, that word just isn't perfect. It's not, it's good, but it's not saying exactly what I need. So you need, so sometimes when you think a song is done, you need to keep an open mind that, okay, until I record this song and release it to the world, I can still change it. Right. Which is not to say keep working on an already done song. Right. At some point you need to let it go. You need to call it a day. But if you're really unhappy with something, you know, until you record it, feel free to tweak it. You know, go to thesaurus.com. See, like, OK, I don't really like this word. What's a better word I can use? And, and, and you know, go down a rabbit trail of like, OK, this one word is holding this song back. So let me sort of try to figure out where to go with that. And eventually you have a song that you are super stoked with. Not all songs are going to turn out that way, right? Some songs are going to live their whole lives with you feeling like, it's okay, right? Like, I don't love every song I've come out with. Usually the most I love a song is when I come out with it, right? Like, from there, some songs I love equally for the rest of their lives, and some songs I learn to hate, and some songs I just don't like as much as I used to. Um, and sometimes they come back up too, right? Like we really like a song and then we fall out of love with it. But then we're like, you know what? That was a pretty good song. Um, so I don't want to give you the idea that you're always going to end up with this song that you just love and it's killer and it's amazing. Um, but the more you songwrite, the more often you're going to come up with a song that you really love. And here's the thing. It can be a long, painful messy process. It usually is, but it's worth it. So I hope what you got from this podcast or video, if you're watching on YouTube, is yes, it is normal for a songwriter to just struggle. Most of songwriting is struggling. (laughs) That's just the vast majority of it is struggling is struggling to eventually come out with something that is totally, totally worth it. Because the reality is, right, back to that 12-song album every two years, you didn't see all the not-great songs that hit the cutting room floor. You didn't see all the song concepts that that artist didn't finish, right? You saw 12 of their best songs that they came up with over two years, six songs a year. Be patient. Some songs are going to happen quickly. Some are going to take a long, long time. Most of them take a longer time than a shorter time, right? Like, even if you write a whole song from start to finish within a month, like, go you. That's not super common, at least in my experience. If it is for you, great. Although, I will say, if it... if you do that often, I question how great the lyrics are. Maybe revisit those lyrics. Just saying, because usually when people write songs quickly like that, it's usually the lyrics that are lacking. I think it's a little easier to come up with, you know, good, interesting music uh, than it is lyrics. But um, regardless, I hope that's what you got from this, that, hey, yeah, it's going to be a struggle sometimes, but this is going to be worth it. And I'm not alone, right? Like, you're not crazy that you've been working on this song for six months and it still isn't working. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. That's perfectly normal. 
It's all a part of the process, this joyous process that we all get to be a part of. Thank you for listening to this podcast or to watching on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, if you haven't already, if you enjoyed this content, drop a like, subscribe, click the notification bell because I will be having these out every single week. I've already been podcasting every week for well over a year. Um, I really look forward to adding video to this content because you know what? I really enjoy doing videos as well. Um, if you're on the podcast, thank you for being a listener. Feel free to go check out the YouTube channel if you want to actually see the podcast. And I'm probably going to have some special videos that won't be podcasts as well. Go check it out. Songwriter Theory, of course, just like the podcast. Thank you so much for being a listener, for being a watcher. I appreciate every single one of you. I appreciate all of you who reach out to me via email, joseph at songwritertheory.com. If you do want to send me an email, if you would like me to cover something specific, please let me know in the comments below. If you're on YouTube, email me, joseph at songwritertheory.com. If you are listening via podcast and let me know, what do you want me to talk about? Because I am here to teach you. I'm not here to listen to myself because I can listen to myself all day, every day, and I don't really care about doing that. I care about helping you. So help me help you by telling me what you want to learn because this whole podcast, this whole uh, YouTube channel, this whole blog is all to help you. Thank you so much again for listening, watching, and I will talk to you next time. <laughs>